0: Well, I personally interviewed a lot of uh, the best known medical thr- thriller writers uh, like Robin Cook, Tess Gerritsen, and Michael Palmer. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm telling you folks, they better look out because there's another writer coming on to view um, with all the drama, science, and intrigue you'd expect from a good medical thriller. Um, good morning. This is Chapter One with Greg Grasso, and we're talking with Kara Peekoff today. Good morning
1: hi how are
0: you good how are you doing <laughs> i'm doing well cool well kira i um i read your book no time to die um I, i've i read garrettson palmer um you're one hell of a writer i i like your style
1: um, oh thank you so much yeah
0: yeah i hope this book does as well as um as your first novel and um I, I just want to start off a little bit. Let's, let's talk about what the book's about, and then I'd like to get into, uh, eh, not so, some personal stuff, but some stuff about you. So why don't you tell us what No Time to Die is all about?
1: Sure. So No Time to Die is a thriller about a young woman who inexplicably stops aging. And scientists believe that her DNA may hold the key to the genetic fountain of youth so this woman finds herself at the center of a dangerous battle between competing interests who want a piece of her dna wow. and it escalates from there
0: okay how old is this child she's in her teens right or no she early yeah. 20s or something
1: she's in her early 20s but okay. she stopped aging
0: at yeah. 14 okay now we've we've heard of other medical conditions where um, I forget what it's called, but there's a condition out there where the body just keeps growing quickly. Um, this, of course, is is something else. Is is there a real um, is there a real condition like like your character?
1: Yes. So this actually is inspired by a true unsolved medical mystery. That's how I got the idea for the story. I saw a documentary about it. And um, the first person identified to have it was a girl named Brooke Greenberg. I believe she lived in Maryland or Virginia. She was um, in her late teens, and still her whole life appeared as a toddler. She never aged. And her condition has stumped researchers, doctors, physicians. They have no idea why. And, um, in fact, since uh, she's been identified and, and highly publicized, Six other families have come forward with similar um, cases in their own children, and now those six people are part of a genetic sequencing study that's um, going on right now.
0: Wow. I love it. I love the fact that you've got a head and a desire, in, uh, you know, related to this field. Well, how would you get interested in, in uh, biomedical stuff or medicine in general? How, what, what drove you to this, uh, uh, to this area?
1: You know, I always had an interest in medicine. It was probably because I was kind of a hypochondriac as a kid, so I was always interested in medical conditions and, and, and the human body and um, what happens when it goes wrong and how people and doctors can help you in it and cure illnesses. I always thought doctors were very heroic figures, almost like superhuman people, because I'd seen what, what they could do with um, certain very ill friends or, and family members. So I had a... a uh, sort of um, interest in it from that. And then when I got to college, I took some courses in um, biology, genetics, and got even more interested and excited about the field. And um, back then it was only in 2007, but it was very cutting edge at the time, uh, learning about recombinant DNA and um, <clears> the <throat> new horizon of, of biotechnology, really. So that, in, you know, interested me further. And then I did some reporting internships when I did my journalism degree at NYU, um, and one of them involved going to Capitol Hill to cover President Bush's first veto of his presidency, which was to deny funding for stem cell research. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had a background in, in that area because I'd taken bio classes, et cetera. And uh, that veto, I thought, was very a politically terrible move for science. And that's really what inspired my first book, Living Proof, um, which is a story centered around what if stem cell research and um destroying an embryo was a felony mm. so and then from there i just got more and more interested in the intersection of uh, biotechnology medicine and and society politics etc so i ended up studying bioethics which i'm doing now at columbia and finding other cool ideas for medical thrillers
0: wow so you can conti- you're going to continue to write this type of uh fiction obviously Good.
1: yeah yeah Good. For, at least for now i'm I, I think it's fun to write and very thought-provoking
0: yeah. interesting stuff well you would think you would think that uh you know we've all been looking for the fountain of earth, of youth it, it's been passed down through mythology and, and you know just century after century you would think that um you would th- you would think that we would uh uh kind of embrace this girl bring her into the medical world uh not not necessarily put her on a stage but but uh uh, obviously there's something in her dna um that we we as scientists medical professions whatever would be very interested in but but this book really takes a a turn um the poor girl is uh is running for her life. Everybody wants her. <laughs> <laughs> I I, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to put her in a lot of danger. And, you know, a lot of people, of course, think that the fountain of youth could be disastrous for society and would have a great stake in preventing anybody from getting a piece of her. So they think maybe the safest solution is just to get rid of her altogether. If she's yeah. not out there, it's a temptation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just it, it it it's it it just sounds um, so real, um, uh, so plausible. Um, I'm always cool. fascinated about medicine and science and what we're uncovering, uh, especially recently in the past couple of decades. Uh, uh, medicine has been a hit and miss type of, uh, well, not really a hit and miss, but there's a lot of guesswork involved in medicine, isn't there?
1: Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah. Yeah, a so, lot of trial and error.
0: Yeah, yeah. So okay, I read that um you were a fan of uh Michael Palmer. Um, yes. Who, um who Michael res-
1: was a close friend of mine and a mentor.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, when did you when did you first meet him?
1: I met him at Thriller Fest, this um annual conference for Thriller fans and readers and writers, sure. uh back in 20 um 2011 i believe it was wow. or 2010 one of those years and uh, actually Michael had just been the most generous person ever because i sent him a manuscript of my first book before it was published um because my publisher urged me to try to get uh, endorsements from you know well known writers so sure. i didn't know anybody at the time at all i'd never been to a conference i was just you know a young writer in new york city and I bound up my manuscript and sent him sent it I found his address and, and mailed it to him with a letter. Absolutely cold mailed it.
2: Hmm.
1: And a couple months later I received a great blurb from him.
2: <laughs> so
1: I was just shocked that um, he,
2: he even took read the time. it and mm-hmm.
1: yeah, he took the time, a completely unknown person. He had no reason to read it or pay attention at all and he did and and i was just astonished and then we met in person after that at the conference and became good friends ever since then
0: nice nice i um i see that lee child also read your book and uh to get someone Mm -hmm. you know michael palmer's one thing but to get someone like lee child to take two you know take take a couple minutes and even even consider it it, uh, blows me away i've I've talked to Lee a couple of times and he's he's very much on the on the go. Um that that's quite an accomplishment. You know, I got I got a question for you. I have seen this name a couple of times. MJ Rose. Who mm-hmm. is MJ Rose? And and you've got a whole you got one page to MJ Rose. What's that all about?
1: MJ Rose is a fabulous thriller writer and a um, real uh, founder of the whole thriller community. She was, um, back in the early 2000s, I think it was, she helped found the organization ITW, the International Thriller Writers, which Mm -hmm. is the host of Thriller Fest. Mm -hmm. And um, she's just an incredibly innovative person. She was one of the first people to self-publish back in the 90s and then become traditionally published um, Mm -hmm. thanks to the success she had. She's a um, creative marketer. She has a company called Author Buzz, which helps um, promote authors through creative advertising. And she's just a fabulous writer herself. She comes out with a, a book a year with Simon & Schuster. So um, I was lucky enough to meet MJ uh, through another writer friend a few years ago, also when my first book was coming out. And she read Living Proof and loved it and actually um, took the charge of spreading the word about that book to many of her writer friends actually including Lee Child and Steve Barry and uh, some other writers mm. who then re- read my book because uh, she recommended it to them and she's just become a great friend and mentor to me now as well mm.
0: Wow, that's that's kind of cool hey, um you've yeah. obviously uh, are aware of Tess Gerritsen uh, she yes. uh, yeah um, great gal great <laughs> yes. i love Tess she's so cool and what's funny about Tess is that uh, you know she she went to uh school um, was an md got pregnant and then decided nah forget about medicine and, which blew me away um, a, huh. a, a great yeah yeah great great story uh well just like david baldacci david baldacci was a lawyer and then uh you know one day it's like forget about forget this i'm going to write and look at where david is right now you know wow that's yeah. inspiring yeah, he's, yeah well I think that's my point. My point is you've got uh not only are you bright and uh um very attractive, thank you. Um but yeah. you you've got you've got uh you've got a really nice uh good good writing uh style. Um I I always I'm always attracted to novelists who can kind of paint pictures uh like a movie and mm-hmm. um, and you come off like that um i was i was very impressed, yeah, oh really wonderful. Good. thank you yeah, um you know joseph fender's another uh uh fan of mine i've i've talked to him a number of times he's uh, he 's a great writer also yeah um, yeah, wow this is very cool, very cool well listen um what um uh what 's your uh, uh what 's your take on on science and medicine in general, um, uh, you know there's a lot of a lot of good things going on in, in research uh, stem cell research obviously um, what what do you think is the most fascinating uh, um, uh, I, I I don't know what the hell I'm saying here, but w- w- what what is so provocative? what is so intriguing about about that medical science? world that you see coming up with just amazing uh, discoveries in, in, the, in the near future? Where do you think medicine and science are going?
1: I think that we're living in a really unprecedented time in terms of the pace of scientific research and discovery right now, mm-hmm. especially in areas like um, stem cell research, organ printing, um, genetics, these these fields are, for one thing, the cost is coming down dramatically for, for things like sequencing the human genome, which allows for um, studies that never would have been able to be feasible even 10 years ago. So I think we're going to be learning a lot about disease origin, untangling um, factors that go into why people get diseases, like what, what genetic or epigenetic, or meaning environmental factors, cause um, the expression of, of Uh, certain genes. So we're really at the cost of figuring out, um, you know, historic biological mysteries that nobody has ever figured out before. And I think once this, you know, continues to progress for a number of years in the future, um, our lives only stand to improve, become healthier, longer, and um, easier. So I'm very excited about that. And I think that these researchers who often toil in total obscurity in our culture, you know, aren't really regarded as the rock stars and the, you know, the super famous people, you know, worthy of all of our attention. I think they need more support and um, cultural, financial, et cetera. So I, I'm hoping that my work plays some even very, very minor role in bringing those people to, to the public's attention and hopefully getting people behind them.
0: Hmm. What about the morality factor? Um, you know, we're we're always struggling with this. Is it is it is it moral um, uh, to do this type of research? Is it moral to uh, grow organs, to clone, to uh, extend life? I mean, not that I'm religious, um, but there mm-hmm. always seems to be that dichotomy throughout the world of of yes, medicine is good in this respect, but again, you know. We're focusing on us uh, as far as extending life and and abilities and so on and so forth. What's your take Mm -hmm. on that?
1: I mean, I'm all for it. And I know there's a lot of people, especially with some religious um, hesitation and maybe cultural hesitation. But I think that the goal of medicine is not just to stay alive, but to be healthy and live life to the fullest, uh, you know, as well as you can. So um, I believe that these types of innovations in the future that are going to allow us to live longer and, and sustain quality of life at the same time are very welcome and beneficial to humanity because I, I think we only have this one life. I'm not a religious person, and I think we need to make the most of it. So if medicine can help us do that, I'm all for it.
0: I agree. Um Let's see, back in the 70s, uh, one of my brothers had to have a uh, uh, total resection uh, colonoscopy, basically. Uh, Back then, we had uh, those types of patients after this kind of resection would wear a bag, so on and so forth but i am mm-hmm. I am absolutely amazed, and not that and Johnny did great. I mean the kid was active, he built him, he played softball, and he built himself a little wire cage to protect his bag and oh. i I mean you know just just he was he was real young when he got it done, like twelve or thirteenth but but he he did well um wow. and 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 but now you know you look at medicine now and uh you know, we're not doing total uh, resections. Uh, we're doing partials uh, only because we understand, you know, more about the body and how it works and so on and so forth and, and how far disease goes. Um, uh, this to me is is very uh, interesting. And getting back to the morality question um, uh, on science, I, I agree. Uh, we, you know, um, we we better make the best of what we have because mm-hmm. you know once once you're gone you're gone. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, very cool, very cool for you. Well, for someone like you, what are you like? Th- are you in your thirties? You're in your twenties. How old are you? You look you look uh-huh. you look like you're twenty five. <laughs> I know. I get that I
1: look really young, and so actually that was uh, something that I was able to sort of put into my character because i i'm constantly getting people you know asking me i even am i in high school so i know how frustrating it is to kind of in a way not be taken that seriously because i look so young so i try to put some of that frustration in in zoe my protagonist <laughs> really, you know is young um, no but i i am 29
0: okay all right uh I, I, you know i've got a i've got a daughter twenty nine actually thirty but anyway um uh you kids are so bright these days i mean you've got you've got a totally different outlook um on life uh whereas me in my sixties i i grew up during the um you know the sixties fifties and sixties and it was quite different back then um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool to see a new generation come in with some freaking brains. <laughs> I love it. So um, you know, I, I've asked, I, uh, I, I've talked to many, many, many uh, well-known authors. I, I have a feeling uh, you're gonna you're gonna be up there in a very short amount of time. Um,
1: um, oh, I appreciate I,
0: that. No, 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 really. I I, I would really like to. Uh, uh, I, or I need to uh, read *Living Proof*, your first novel, um, and it, I suspect it's as good as *No Time to Die*. But I got a question for you because uh, I've I asked this—I've asked Dever and Baldacci, and uh, just a number of of. Um, well-known authors, uh, how you write, you know a lot of a lot of you guys have an eight to five program. Some of you guys uh, do outlines. Some of you guys wake up in the middle of the night. Do you <laughs> attack your books the way you attack science?
1: I am pretty scheduled in the way that I approach my books. I definitely outline very heavily before I sit down to actually write anything, so I may spend. A month and a half just working on the story idea, the narrative arc of the characters, and uh, Mm. the actual outline itself. Mm. And then I sit down to write. So I don't really have the problem with the blank page, because by the time I'm writing, I kind of know what I'm doing at that point. But the hardest, most agonizing part for me is figuring out what the story's about and then outlining it. I mean, really, I've had some dark days trying to figure out what's going on in
2: these
1: (laughs) books that I'm working on.
2: Um,
1: But once I can get through that, then it's... um, Pretty much, I stay on track and can work roughly five, six hours a day, just getting down my words, trying to do a thousand words a day, and hmm. keep moving forward relentlessly forward,
0: yeah, the bulldog approach, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, get up
0: and do it, get up and do it. well, what do you like to yeah. do for fun? Uh, I know you're you're married, right.
1: Yes, I'm married. Um, I have an adorable little dog who's my <laughs> light of my life. He's always sitting in my lap while I'm writing, and <laughs> so when when I'm not working, I'm taking him to the park and hanging out with him and his little dog friends at the park. Or um, I also play violin in a community orchestra in the city, so really? I do that.
2: Jeez. Yeah.
1: Wow. And Great. just generally working out, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, not too exciting, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of single-minded in that I really just focus my attention on, you know, what I'm very, very interested in. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm, you know, not exactly pursuing like a million other hobbies. I'm just really just taking it easy.
0: Yeah. Do Do you do any cooking?
1: Cooking, you know, I wish that I did. I ask, and I've I always... ask
0: every 30 year old, this. Do you cook? It's like, What the hell's that? <laughs> no, That's
1: because I live in Manhattan, it's so easy to order in and I get know, lazy.
0: I know, I'd rather go down to the village and go to a little hole in the wall restaurant. And yeah, yeah, totally. Actually, I just like sitting somewhere and looking at. The amazing, the abundance of people in New York City. I absolutely adore New York City. I grew up in Stanford, Connecticut. Um, okay. Yeah, during the 60s. and uh, Yeah, great time. Love New York City. Crazy. Yeah. Well, um, so uh, what else should we talk about here? Um, well, actually, I want to know. I want to know if you're working on another book because uh, uh, I'm looking forward.
1: Well, it's funny you should ask. Actually, last week, I just turned in my third book. Yay! So What's the name? I worked all have, year on it.
0: Do you have a title? Should we, Yes,
1: it's called Die Again Tomorrow.
0: Whoa. That sounds and like a... That it sounds it actually... Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. It's, it's actually what?
1: Were you going to say it sounds like James Bond? Because everybody says that. No.
0: No, it sounds like a Lisa Gardner book. Um, oh, Lisa Gardner is one of my favorite thriller writers. I've, I've talked to her a number of times. She is, she, she reminds me a lot about, like you, you know, a lot of high energy, a lot of discipline and uh, mm-hmm. just chills, you know, when nothing's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read Lisa Gardner? Yeah. She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been a kick in the butt, um. This has actually been fun. Uh, so, okay, wait a minute. Die again tomorrow. When's that coming out?
1: So it'll be out in next year, fall of 2015, and it does feature um, the character of Galileo, who's introduced in uh, No Time to Die. Yes. He continues on in this next book. Um, and the premise of the book is, what if there was a cutting-edge new drug that could reverse recent death?
0: Mm. Whoa. Whoa. Which is
1: actually based in real science and research right now too.
0: Yeah, so. wow, I like it. I like it. I'd like yeah. to. I'd like to die and come back and say, "Hey, it was <laughs> like this." <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Well,
1: in fact, death is no longer as permanent as you might think. Uh, I just read a whole article that'll be coming out in the magazine Nautilus, the science mm-hmm. magazine,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, and. You should check it out. Basically, the understanding of death today is completely different than what it was in the 1960s. Um, death is understood to be a process that can be interrupted after it's begun, and is no longer just seen as a moment in time. So, the idea that you're permanently brain damaged after four minutes without oxygen is no longer true.
0: Hmm. Whoa. Okay, but that yeah. makes sense because I just took an advanced course to CPR. And the old school was chest compressions and breathing, but nowadays it's Mm -hmm. just get the heart going because they've, because obviously blood carries oxygen, oxygen's needed in the brain. So as long as we get blood flow to the brain, we've got oxygen there to keep it alive, correct?
1: Exactly. So if you have CPR after, let's say, you have a heart attack, you could be pulseless for half an hour and if you're given proper interventions at the hospital after that long mm. you can come back with no brain damage
0: whoa well i'm yeah. already brain damaged so i i, may have, oh, no, I, may have, I know i know i may have to go through that process <laughs> to wake up again <laughs> oh very cool very cool well damn it i want to get you on the phone um maybe over the winter or in the spring um to talk about Die Again tomorrow, uh, it sounds, yeah, that'd be great. It sounds like a kick, and uh, it's been a kick talking to you. Well, um,
2: oh, thank
1: you. I really enjoyed
0: it. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm asking you a favor on air, so I'm putting you uh, putting you out there. I'd i really like a signed copy of uh, of your book, if if possible. Sure,
1: happy to send you one.
0: That'd be fantastic. And then I'll work with your agent. We'll get you on the on the show again over the over the winter. Um, I, I'll have this, uh, on my blog site and I'll work through your agents. So if you've got a Facebook page that you manage, you know, you can always throw it on there or, uh, but I think, it, do. I think do. it could be fun. You know, uh, um, I, I, I like you, uh, as a person. I love you as an author and, oh, uh, thanks. You're I, sweet. no, really it's truth. I, uh, I I'd like to see you uh take off and uh I think there, I think we need a lot more women doing a lot more great things in this world. I, I honestly do. It's it, you know um I I um I'm, I'm I'm just uh I am just so uh, uh overwhelmed sometimes of uh of of what intelligent women like you are doing, um why you do what you do. Um anyway, I'm just uh-huh. Poking at no, you I here, agree.
1: I think and I especially hope to get more women reading thrillers, and that's why I like to write about um, heroic women and women yes. in uh, these situations, just so other other fans like myself can take advantage. Because I know there's the you know the sort of more masculine thrillers out there, but I kind of gravitate to the female one. So hopefully, my readers will find that too.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll do what I can to push it, and you'll do what you can. <laughs> Uh, this All has right. been good. Good, um, Kira, thank you very much for uh, talking today. Uh, this is this has been fun, and I meant every word I said. Um, I wish thank you, you. I wish you only the best.